Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney Roberta Grimes will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Welcome to Seek Reality, my dear friends. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I am so glad you can be with us today. Our guest today is really delightful, and he's in the, he's working in the same field I'm working in, so that's fun for me. Not many of us dare to venture there, but he's one of the most successful American mediums. His name is Mark Anthony, and he's going to be featured at the Afterlife Research and Education Institute Symposium, September 15 to 17 of 2017 in Scottsdale. It's coming right up, Mark. He's an expert in the field of afterlife communication, and he's interested now in working to explain how afterlife communication actually works, which is fascinating. His book on this subject and on other subjects, too, is Evidence of Eternity, and it's great. I'm looking forward to comparing notes with him on what he's learning now about the physics of the greater reality as it relates to afterlife communication. This is a very big field of interest, and it really is a whole new science. So welcome, Mark. I'm thrilled that you're here. Thank you, Roberta. It's always fun uh, working with you, and uh, I enjoy that uh, that lawyers can actually be spiritual, contrary to popular belief. In fact, when we do spiritual, we get real serious into it, don't we? We don't do anything lightly. That's no, we, sure. we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin by telling people a little about your history. You've been a guest here before, but some of them may not have heard you interview do, do i am i remembering this correctly you had ancestors who also were um um had psychic abilities is that uh, right bo- yes on both sides of the family including both my parents uh, my mother who's who's crossed to the other side she was a very gifted psychic medium and then my dad 
who um, he's he's alive, but he's very very ill now. Uh, he's also a medium, and then uh, it runs back to to the late 1890s, uh, as wow. far as I can research. So I'm I'm assuming Roberta. It goes farther than that. Yes, it's just that you know it's hard to to find that. In fact, last year I think it was either last year or the year before PBS did a special. The Italian American. So my mother's family is of Italian descent, and my mother's uh, grandmother, who would be my maternal great grandmother, her name was Giovanna, and uh, she was very, very psychic, and was known in the Italian American community as the woman who knew things, and she was actually featured in the PBS special. They did a segment on her and even uh, referenced her psychic abilities. Well, um, I think it's interesting to point out, and I'd just like to say this quickly, that um, many people who have Mark's abilities can trace them back the way you can, Mark. It really does seem to be something that, that's genetic and runs in families. So you're, you're blessed to get it on both sides. That's why you're so very good. There's, there are a lot of ways we could sort of take this, um, and I think we won't have time to cover everything I'd like to, but um, I just it, quickly, um, what... What you say in your book, Evidence of Eternity, that you can bring spirit communication into the 21st century, and how are you doing that? Is this by what you're saying going into the scientific aspect of it, right? Yes, it is because spirit communication has has existed for thousands of years. I mean, since the the time of the Egyptian pharaohs and the ancient Hindus, the ancient Egyptians. There have been, in fact, in the Old Testament of the Bible, there are stories of people who can communicate with spirits. And then in the mid-19th century, around between 1850 uh, through the early uh, 1900s, was sort of the golden age of spiritualism, where spiritualism as a religion uh, stepped forward. And the terminology describing spirit communication, psychic phenomenon, was pretty much coined in the Victorian era, and there it remained. And so I've been studying this phenomenon my entire life and realizing that it's based on science. There is, has to be science, exactly yes. right. Because otherwise, I mean, we know nothing is magic. People thought everything, at one point thought everything was magic because nobody knew anything about science, and gradually we filled it all in. So what you're doing is wonderful by showing people that this sort of last frontier is science-based, too. I think that's just terrific. Right. So so what I did is finding that it's based on science, quantum physics, human physiology. And so I studied that and then redefined the terms on the basic uh, basis of current technology instead of referring to it in arcane 19th century terms. Yes, that's very, very good. Yeah, thank you for that. So uh, well, you, you, you begin, and we're coming up on a break, so I don't want to sort of uh, um, cut you off about this, but just quickly, you, you say that your being a lawyer has helped you, right, That's to begin to understand this? Because, is that because of the cases you've done? Well, that's part of it. Um, my specialization in civil law was personal injury with particular emphasis on brain injury and head, you know, brain injury, uh, head injury. So right. I studied the, the human brain and found that there is a physiological reason for spirit communication. Wow. Okay, that's great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a lot more to talk about. Please stick with us. Roberta Grimes, Secret Reality. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Is it science or is it magic? Once a magical thing has been scientifically proven, is it no longer magic? Or is magic simply the science of tomorrow? Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, on The Science of Magic, a syndicated radio program dedicated to combining the science and magic of today's dynamic and controversial topics to co-create new solutions. By triangulating information from today's leading experts from the scientific and magical fields, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truths you won't find anywhere else. Join us daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview the shared thoughts with the amazing guests from both science and magic. The resulting knowledge is unprecedented. As a gift to you, the listener, past episodes can be accessed on our website free of charge at thescienceofmagic.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 
and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Seek Reality with my good friend, Mark Anthony. He's talking to us about something near and dear to my heart. How can we understand on a scientific basis all of these things that we used to think were magic, but really aren't magic at all? And I've been sort of picking and choosing from really a smorgasbord of ideas that I'd love to have him share with you. We may not get through them all. But um, one of my favorite people, of course, as it should be, of everybody's favorite person is Albert Einstein. And you point out that he said we're all beings of light. Uh, What do you mean by that? What did he mean? Well, uh, Einstein was was the first physicist who kind of cracked the code of light and introduced it as both a particle and as a wave. Right. But what we have seen and what we now know is that life as we know it depends on light. Everything from the plants that we eat, which derive their nutrients from photosynthesis, to the animals we eat that eat the plants, the fact that our planet is not a frozen chunk of ice floating aimlessly through yeah, That's a good space. point. Well, yes. it is. I mean, you know, and we're recording this during the solar eclipse, which is even cooler, you know, that <laughs> right. we're talking about this now. Right. And, uh, it's great because in Florida, I walked outside during the height of the eclipse and it was cooler because we weren't getting the full blast of the sun. All my neighbors right. came out and they go, wow, this is really great. They, we need to be able to do this in August more often. <laughs> yeah. But, that's a rage um, to have it happen every year, yes. But, but we even know that uh, our moods are dependent upon light. There's this uh, city in, in the Arctic Circle in uh, Canada, I think it's in Inuvik, and there's two months out of the year, uh, January and February, where there's no light whatsoever. The suicide rate is off the scale. More alcohol is purchased and consumed per capita than anywhere else in the world. And then there's two months out of the year, I think it's uh, July and August, where it's it's all sunshine. Virtually no alcohol is sold, and it's a very, very happy place. Yes. So our, our body responds to light, and we've now found that within our bodies, our individual cells emit flashes of light. And this isn't bioluminescence. This isn't what fireflies uh, do, which is a chemical reaction. This is ultra um, low level flashes of light and what is known as biophotons. Now what's fascinating, Roberta, is biophotons are how our cells communicate. They communicate using these these rapid flashes up to 100,000 per minute, the same way a computer uses to send binary data. And so it appears that biophotons uh, are, are a phenomenon of all living systems. So wow. Einstein was even more correct than he knew because not <laughs> only is our life dependent on light, but our body itself actually produces light. And this answers a question that doctors and scientists have had for, for time, you know, for, for centuries, is 
how does the body know things so quickly? In other words, you drop a bowling ball on your foot and immediately you know that it hurts because yes. that message is moving at the speed of light. Huh, fascinating. And so, so what are biophotons then? That's the kind of light that the cells emit? Exactly. And, and see, in my book, Evidence of Eternity, I talk about enlightenment. And of course, I know you do and everybody in our field that who in, engages in spirituality. I mean, you always hear about uh, Hindus and Buddhists meditating to find right. enlightenment. And, you know, the story of Jesus going into the wilderness and he finds the enlightenment and overcoming the temptations. And right. so enlightenment is not just of a spiritual nature. It's also... Um, wisdom learning in other words the the ignorance of darkness is now overcome by the light of intelligence but now we're finding out the so-called inner light the light within is more than just a metaphor it's an actual function of our cells which are emitting these flashes of light and we do know that light can it certainly it is energy it's vibration and now we know it contains uh, information. So think of our body uh, not as just a, a blob of, of flesh and, and water, but as a being of light that uses this internal light system, these biophotons, to communicate within itself. Wow. Can they see this light? I mean, if you if this happening, if they look at living cells, can they see the light? Is it something you can see? Or it, would they have to detect it? it? Uh, no, it, that, that's why it's been so elusive. Actually, the Russians uh, discovered it back in the 1920s, and then recently it's been rediscovered because of, of technology. You need, you need something more powerful than a regular microscope to see this. So it's like little teeny flashes, little photons of, of light, which huh. are uh, you know, you know, emitting and interacting between cells. So I don't know if you need something as, as intense as an electron microscope, but pretty close. Okay, that's fascinating to me. Now, what about the pineal gland? Because you have things to say about that, too. And I'm fascinated by this because someone taught me that you can throw light from this place between your eyes and above your eyes, where I think that's where the gland is, and, and use it to um, actually surround and protect people. And I, I totally, I'm, I'm not at all psychic but I think it's actually worked when I've done that. So I, it freaks me out a little bit. It shouldn't because the pineal gland is a very mysterious pea-sized, lima bean-sized gland about four inches behind the center of our forehead. So for the, the listeners who are familiar with yoga, it's the proverbial third eye chakra. It's in the middle of your forehead. And it should be called the third eye chakra because this particular gland, very, very complicated, very mysterious, and it's still being studied. It, uh, one of the many things that it does is it regulates our ability to perceive light. Now, oh. ah, see, now it's not, not <laughs> well, so mysterious, is it? It all starts to fit. Isn't that fascinating? It, it all starts to fit. And uh, the pineal gland, also uh, recent British discoveries, have found that there are calcite and magnetite crystals in it. Now, I had a, a lengthy discussion uh, with my colleague, um, whom, whom I will be happy to call my friend, Dr. Evan Alexander. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was just um, at the International Association of Near-Death 
gas studies. I was one of the speakers, as as he was, and we were talking talking about the pineal gland. And he was saying that the conventional wisdom in the scientific community is that it does not generate um, an electrical field. However, there are studies in Britain, Israel, France, and Germany which have indicated that the calcite and magnetite crystals within the pineal gland possess what are known as piezoelectric properties. In other words, when these crystals are subjected to physical stress, they generate an electromagnetic field. And the pineal, ah. yes, in the pineal gland also appears to regulate brainwave frequency. So when, when people like myself, mediums, are communicating with the other side, what I'm doing is enhancing my brainwave frequency. Spirits are able to slow theirs down, and then we get a frequency match. So essentially, the pineal gland is a, is a radio station in our head. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that would explain why it might be um, something that's genetic, because there might be some faculty of that of the pineal gland that uh, makes it much easier for you to communicate that way. That's Do you think? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we do know that that certain uh, well, there's a reason people look like their parents. I mean, that's genetics. Right, right. Uh, left left handedness, certain diseases run in families. Intelligence runs in families, and the number of axons. Think of axons in your brain. It's the wiring. Intelligent people have more axons in their brain than people on a you know lower intelligence curve, and so perhaps people with psychic abilities. Maybe we have an extra magnetite or calcite crystal in in the pineal gland. Isn't that fascinating? Is there anything else you think that's different in, physically in someone like you with, with these extraordinary abilities? Well, we tend to be hypersensitive, and as I am constantly reminded by family members, um, <laughs> 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 uh, well, what it is—it's not that I'm high maintenance. Um, no, but, no, for sure. no, not at all, not at all. But <laughs> we tend to be um, not only emotionally sensitive, but sensitive to heat, to light, to sound, to vibration. I had a friend that was a realtor, and she always used to crack up. She said, "If I wanted to know if a, a property had sick building syndrome, just bring Mark along, because if I walk oh. into a place with lots." a mold in the air within 30 seconds my throat swells up and I start coughing and choking oh, yeah, so yeah. we have this ambient sensitivity which makes sense because that hypersensitivity is what enables us to be sensitive to the higher frequencies which you and I refer to as the other side wow yeah well so let, let's see if we can bring science into this um how do, have scientists made any discoveries that are bringing them closer to understanding the spiritual aspects of reality maybe with using using light this way do they get anything still because it's frustrating to me that they don't get a blessed thing and you seem a lot more optimistic about it so i'd love to hear words of hope from you well what we're now seeing roberta is in the physics community um Physicists are beginning to say that eternal life and the laws of physics um, are in conformity. Mm -hmm. and, and because energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred right. from one form to another. And then in the field of survival of consciousness and near-death experience studies, which is started by uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, which is just a fantastic person. Wonderful I, I, man, I'm yes. Pr proud to call him my friend. And Dr. Jeffrey Long. Jeff Long is, is incredible. He just um, uh, he founded the um, 
uh, NDERF, the uh, National Research um, of Near-Death Experience Foundation, uh -huh. and then Dr. Kenneth Ring. So you've got the and these three amazing scientists who have applied the scientific method of observation and analytical um, observation to uh, survival of consciousness. And so, long story short, what the the consensus is in the NDE, near-death experience community, and beginning to take hold in the physics community is that the consciousness, who and what we are, our spirit, our soul, our self-identity, is not created by the brain, but is merely housed in the brain. And if you look at the brain like a computer hard drive, when the hard drive crashes, the data gets uploaded you know, to the cloud or, you know, to, to a thumb drive. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, the, but the data stays intact. Same thing, right. your soul stays coherent after physical death. What I tell people is that your brain is no more than a two-way radio in the head of a meat robot. Um, that's how <laughs> I view it. That's a that's great how way I view it. at it. <laughs> but that, see, but this is what's wonderful, and I hope everyone is paying attention to this fact. Mark and I have never discussed any of this before. I mean, I know him only as a medium. And he's been independently researching the same stuff I've been independently researching, although I have to say you're a lot more scientific about it than I am. And we've come to all the same conclusions. We're completing each other's sentences. That's been the miracle for me in doing this work. Every single researcher that I talk with about any aspect, and you have the same experience too, it's clear, Everybody is coming to all the same conclusions because the evidence is so remarkably consistent. Isn't that wonderful? The truth is the truth, no matter what form it arrives in. Absolutely right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about consciousness, and we're also going to talk about quantum mechanics, which to me is one of the ways that we're really going to come together. And I see you've already noted the same thing yourself, but... Um, this is a process because there is, in fact, a dogma in science against anything that's not material, but we're breaking it down. We'll be right back. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. 
Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created mnemology science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Ancient prophecies, legends, and current events indicate we're entering a high-frequency era supporting enlightenment. During expansive times, old rules fail, necessitating access to the ever-shifting currents of life for guidance. There's an ancient form of shamanism through which we can obtain the information we need. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School, with a great new provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow is an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. Embrace the magic. Empower your life. Study Galactic Shamanism at findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, everyone, to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes and my wonderful guest, Uh, Mark Anthony is a medium, but he's also clearly someone with a questing mind. And what I love about our conversation is that we, once again, we're completing each other's sentences and we've never talked about this before. That's why if you decide to get involved in doing this research, you're going to love it. 
because you're going to find that there is just so much that everyone already shares. As, as you said, Mark, it's all one reality. Truth is truth. So, all right, let's talk about quantum mechanics, because this is an area, I mean, until the 20, frankly, until the 21st century, I didn't understand the physics of the afterlife. There was just no way I did, because um, it's so weird. I mean, in the afterlife, they can be anywhere they want in one instant just by thinking themselves there, and they might create things, and none of it made any sense until we got quantum mechanics. Was that your experience, too? Uh, it, it, it is. It is. And the funny thing about quantum physics is there, there was, uh, I was doing some research for my upcoming book and for some of the lectures that I've been doing. And there was one day I was just ready to pull my hair out. I mean, it was like I was so frustrated and, and I was trying to understand this one concept and I just couldn't. And then all of a sudden, um, this quote from Heisenberg, one of the great minds yes. in physics, he, and Heisenberg said, when you think you understand quantum physics, you really don't. And I started <laughs> laughing, yeah, and it just yeah. made me feel so much better because right. this is the theory of everything. This is it. And uh, I know that we like to quote Einstein a lot, but Einstein, in, in so many ways, was in a class all by himself, one of the world's greatest geniuses. I mean, he's up there with Leonardo, with Heisenberg, with Stephen Hawking. I mean, he just, with Excellent. Nikola Tesla. Yeah, he's just, he's just amazing. And he said that the universe is a wondrous place, and my job is to figure out how God did it. And <laughs> Don't you well, love that? Well, people of faith for centuries, and I'm not knocking faith because you said something earlier that uh, you're researching, I'm researching, other people are researching, and yet we're coming up with the same answers. Yes. And if you strip away the mythology and the us versus they syndrome that, you know, we're the only one way and the right way, and if you look at the basic philosophical premise of every religion— it's it's all about what I uh, it summed up in two words: be nice, okay? <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Treat people nicely, but also when there's the discussion of the soul, I think that um, the great spiritual teachers were enlightened, and they were tuned in to to God. You know, the Krishna, Buddha, Moses, Jesus, the the great leaders. Because when you look at what they were saying, if you look at the vernacular of the day. They were talking essentially about the same concepts that we are now. Yes. It's just that we have modern scientific technology. Absolutely right. This. And so when you look at something like the Pentecost, and that's after you know Jesus has, has uh, ascended to heaven and his disciples and his mother Mary are the ones left behind, and the Pentecost is where... They're all in a room together, and all of a sudden they see tongues of fire above each uh, each other's heads, and right. after that they're very enlightened. Well, perhaps they were having a very heavy duty, not perhaps, I'm sure that they were having a very heavy duty metaphysical experience, and for people who do work with auras, and an aura is the um, basically the energy glow around a person, just like a light bulb has an aura. And the crown chakra, the one that sits above the top of your head, has a cylindrical cone-like shape to it. Well, what would you call that in the first century A.D.? A tongue yes. of fire. So, right, so, yes. Yeah, they were describing this phenomenon 
in the terminology of the day. And now we look back on it. There's the science people, oh, that's all myth. And then there's the faith people, literally, and you're wrong because you believe in science. It's like we need to stop this quibbling and realize that the ultimate objective of science is the discovery of the afterlife and of God. I love that you think that. That's fabulous. You're exactly right. If we can't figure out how it all came into being, what good is any of it? None of it. I mean, yes, it maybe gives us TV sets and things, but it's not it's not feeding our spirits at all. What um, my favorite uh, quantum physicist, I guess we all we're all groupies of someone is Max Planck. I love so much of what he did. And he said. You can't get behind consciousness. Everything we talk about, everything we regard as existing, postulates consciousness. Now, to me, that's a tremendously profound thing for a materialist scientist to have concluded, but he was not afraid to conclude it. And he just kept hoping that um, people would get a clue. He got rather depressed toward the end of his life that people did not. Well, also, the Nazis murdered his son, but um, he, he he was bummed out in the end that other scientists didn't seem to understand the implications of their own experiments. Well, a lot of the a lot of the great minds tended to uh, have depression issues. Uh, this seems to be one of the side effects of genius. Um, and it's probably, you know, there's that old expression, ignorance is bliss, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, a little bit, don't right. Even, <laughs> you know, they just don't have anything to worry about. Um, although, you know, that that's oversimplifying things because certainly people that aren't genius level IQs often, you know, suffer from depression as well. So I don't mean to generalize, but, but um, I, I think that you, you brought up a very important Point. You said for a materialist scientist like Max Planck, and as much as I love Sir Isaac Newton and Newtonian physics, and, and what Newton did is he yanked science into the modern era. Right. And But then the materialist aspect of if you can't see it and subject it to a scientific test, ergo, it isn't real, it doesn't exist, permeated science until you had Max Planck and Heisenberg and Einstein, that, that mushrooming, that mushroom cloud of genius yes. that sprouted up between the 1890s and the 1920s. Okay, and therein lies the shift from materialism to this new enlightened theory, because with the understanding of of particle mechanics, that everything on a subatomic level is quantum electromagnetic energy, that everything, no matter what it is, from air to the sun itself, to your blood cells, to to your, you know, to the, the ice cream you're eating, is all at its most basic level made of electromagnetic energy. Yes. So this this takes us in a completely new parameter. And I remember when I was a kid going to Catholic school, you know, the question is, where is God? God is everywhere and in all things. It's like, well, maybe that's a slogan that little Catholic kids are, are supposed to memorize, or maybe it was a, a philosopher and a spiritual person's understanding of quantum electromagnetic energy without have having having the benefit of understanding quantum physics. Yeah. No, I but that's an excellent point. And the thing the thing about spirituality is that I think and see what you may disagree with me, but I think 
that there was a reason why we got quantum physics when we did. And at the very same time, we were in the heyday of communication through deep trance mediums. And we got all these researchers actively working with the deep trance mediums and producing their books and so on. I think that was supposed to be the time of the great breakthrough that we are beginning to make only now. Because clearly quantum mechanics uprooted um, the, the basic Newtonian uh, concepts. And then here at the same time, these researchers were trying to present physicists with this new fact that, hey, we're, we're talking to dead people here. This is kind of big. And I think it was supposed to come together then. But instead, what the gatekeepers did, the, the journals and the university department, institute a fundamental dogma of materialism so they wouldn't have to deal with the afterlife. So we had to go through a, a century of befuddlement and only now are we beginning, I think, to force them, thanks to you and others who are working in communication, scientists are going to have to accept the truth when everybody else is talking to the dead people. They're not going to be able to stonewall the truth any longer. Well, you know, and, and we have to, I, I feel compelled to bring up Stephen Hawking. Yes. Um, I, uh, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but um, That's Star, okay. Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, there was one scene where Data, the android's in a holodeck, and he's playing poker with Sir Isaac Newton, um, Albert <laughs> Einstein, wow. Stephen Hawking, and Data. And it was hilarious because uh, Newton kept insulting everybody and their intelligence, and, and Einstein couldn't add up the cards, and of course then Hawking won the game. And, and it's just, that scene is just sheer brilliance. And, and if anyone, <laughs> if you watch anything of Star Trek, that's the four-minute scene that you need to watch. But okay. um, <laughs> Stephen Hawking said that there is no God, there is no afterlife. It's just right. a fairy tale for people afraid of the dark. And with and, and I admire, um, I, I consider him one of my heroes, but respectfully, I disagree with Professor Hawking. And yes, he is one of the greatest minds this planet has ever produced, but also consider the source. In his early 20s, he is struck down by a form of ALS, and he was supposed to be dead within a year, yet right. you know, 40-some-odd you know, years, 50 years later, he's still alive. So that in and of itself is a miracle. Of course he's bitter. Of course he's angry. How could he possibly believe in the power of a loving God that would take him and strike him down like this? So right. even an incredible mind such as his is still anchored within a human body and has feelings. Um, because when you start getting people like Dr. Michio Kaku of String Theory, who's saying that um, the afterlife does not violate the laws of physics, and somebody like Nikola Tesla, who said that what one man calls God, another calls the laws of physics. What <laughs> I these, love that. Don't you well, love that? I, I do love that. And, and what these scientists are doing is saying that there appears to be a consistency there appears to be an organization and dare i say not that i'm siding with religious people some there there appears to be intelligent design here I, I i think there's really no question about that and i don't think i'm biased in saying that because you could it's, it hits you in the face over and over again um there are so many there would have to be so many coincidences to all to come together 
for us even to exist for more than a micro speck of an instant. Uh, and here we have been theoretically here for millions, billions of years. Uh, there's no, there's just no way. The only way they get around that is to say, well, there are like eight trillion different possibilities, and this happens to be the one that all worked consistently, and that's why we're in it. And by some miracle, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You know, by it doesn't make any miracle. sense. By some miracle, interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the eight billion possibilities, this right. is the one that happened. I'm sure that's a coincidence. Right. right. And and you know, it's. Just because we don't understand something, like like I saw a debate between I, will, I won't mention names, but um, um, somebody had an NDE and an NDE researcher against these two scientists, and the scientists went on and on. Oh, there's no no proof of this. There's no that. It, it's like well, that's assuming that science is a stagnant state. Right. Uh, that's another great point. Absolutely right. Right. Yeah, and and uh, somebody was saying to me, "Well, I don't, I, I can't believe that. I can't believe that." And and uh, I, I pointed to a microwave oven and I said, "Could somebody have believed that in the year <laughs> right. 19, 1900 or nineteen fifty even? <laughs> yeah, could someone believe a little box that you put a glass of water in, you press a button, and the water is boiling, yet somehow nothing else in there is hot?" You know, okay. this is this is this is fun. You and I need to we're gonna have a lot of fun at the conference just talking about this stuff. But when we come back, we're going to sort of hit the nail on the head about consciousness. I think consciousness is going to be the key to all of this. And when we come back, we're talking with the wonderful, wonderful Mark Anthony. Stick with us. The Earth is under ever-increasing pressure from untenable lifestyles and growing populations. Yet, viable answers seem in short supply. What if I told you there's an ancient form that can empower you to take charge of your life? What if your entire family could be enfolded and supported by life itself, finding safe passage through challenging times? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School with Great News, an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes based in an ancient form of shamanism easily learned and used by your entire family. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are a series of online adult and children's lessons instructing your entire family on natural law, how to cooperate with and be supported by the powers of the universe. Visit findyourpathhome.com to find these unique and powerful classes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. truth. Historically, we viewed things as either being true or false. Now as we enter a more expansive era, we find the question is not, is it true, but rather, how true is it? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of the Science of Magic Radio, a syndicated, internationally broadcast radio program dedicated to uncovering this ever-expanding truth. Join me daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview today's leading experts from the fields of science and magic to uncover the hidden truth between the lines drawn in the sand. What we unearth in our discussions is not only amazing, but totally unprecedented. You won't want to miss a single episode. In service to our listeners, past episodes can always be found on our website with our compliments at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to Seek Reality, everyone. We're here with Mark Anthony, who is one of the leading mediums, psychic mediums in the United States, but who, in addition, has a whole this whole other side of him. He's very interested in all the same things we talk about, seeking reality and finding it. And what I love is that um, you're giving me some insights I'd never thought of, Mark. And uh, I, I, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about at the symposium. But I'd like to, you know, go for that $64 billion question. Talk to us about consciousness. A consciousness is who and what we really are. And every great spiritual leader from, from ancient India thousands of years ago all the way up to today says that the spirit, the consciousness, preexists the soul enters the, I mean, pre-exists the body, enters the body, and then leaves the body. Um, Think of it as your body is a car, and you drive the car, and eventually the car breaks down, and when the car no longer runs, you get up out of the car and you move on. Okay, so you are not the car, you are not your body. And this is um, nothing new, this line of thought. In fact, in the 1620s, it was Rene Descartes, uh, the great French philosopher, boldly stated, I think, therefore I am. 
So it's not that our brain is just a car, you know carbon twelve resonator floating in salt water. What it is, it houses the consciousness. It does not create it. And this is where the the big divide comes between the materialist scientists and the survival of consciousness researchers. But here's where we we have the edge over the materialists. They cannot explain how the brain creates consciousness. And they never will. Yeah, and, and it's they like never a, will. They're, they're looking for it, Jack Parr inside the TV set. That's what they're doing. They're right. they're yeah. Yeah, and and the way I'm understanding consciousness, see, in in the realms of faith, we call it a spirit or a soul. In the realm of psychology, it is referred to as consciousness. In the realm of physics, it's referred to the quantum electromagnetic field in your brain. And we know that energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. So when the body dies and the brain being part of the body the energy which is within that brain, the quantum electromagnetic field slash soul slash consciousness lives on and it appears to stay coherent. Now, I know that it does because as a psychic medium, I've done readings for something like 15,000 people. Wow. I've communicated with hundreds of thousands of spirits and it's right. more than just your grandmother is here and she loves you. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, I was doing a reading for a lady about a week ago and it was over the phone and I said I'm seeing tigers I'm seeing tigers in my mind's eye and she goes well that's interesting she goes I'm the docent of a zoo and we were just uh, I was just at the tiger cage yesterday okay and I said well something about one of the giraffes is pregnant she goes oh my god she goes one of our drafts, the female's pregnant, it's a secret. Nobody's supposed to know. Well, oh. apparently the spirit of her mother did know and transmitted that information to me. Okay. Wow, how evidential that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so if you go, you're cold reading, really? A pregnant giraffe. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, if you throw like, oh, oh, did you have a puppy? I mean, everyone's had a puppy, right, but how many right. people have a pregnant giraffe? That's you know, so, so it's like... And that's that's the downside of being a medium is you have to put up with the religious fanatics who are clinging to Bronze Age concepts as defining their their understanding of of uh, life in the uh, universe and the narrow minded cynics who don't even deserve or much less have earned the title of skeptic because a skeptic is an open minded person exactly. yes. who, who is is it, wanting evidence to be presented to them to persuade them as opposed to I'm a skeptic I don't believe it my mind is closed no that's not a skeptic that is a cynic and a closed-minded person so consciousness is an extremely elusive thing yet a very simple thing it is who we are and it is a coherent electromagnetic field which is why in paranormal investigations when spirits are initially spotted they appear to be a ball of light yes there yes. you go there's yes. your electromagnetic we, we, field we just had the orb whisperer on and we we talked about that very thing that's how that's how people will appear um if uh, if they're not uh, taking on a body or the look of a body see how it all fits together isn't this marvelous it does it's amazing so what what do you want people most to know that that you that you're teaching? What 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 insight that you would you want to them to take away from our conversation? Five things. 
God exists. Number two, heaven, the other side, the afterlife, whatever you want to call it, the realm beyond this world exists. Three, that our souls, our consciousness, is an immortal living being. Um, fourth, we can communicate with souls. And fifth, we will be reunited with our loved ones in the light, in the yes. light that is God, in the light that is the after afterlife. And I know a lot of people get very, you know, when I start talking about God and there's this concept that God is this neurotic white guy sitting on a throne with a scepter <laughs> who gets all bent out of shape. Yes. And if you worship false gods or don't tithe 10%, but see, that's a Michelangelo painting. That isn't right. God. That's and, right. and the problem is our concept of God has been uh, thwarted. Um, by Dante's Inferno and Divine Comedy, and also by books written by men for men back in the Bronze and Iron Age, which people say is the truth, and you have to believe this or you're going to a hell, which of course does not exist. Doesn't exist. What, right. God is energy. God is the energy that binds and connects all of us. God is the quantum electromagnetic particles that everything is. And I'm going to go a step further, and I believe that all of this intelligence, all of this life, all of this electromagnetic energy from, from you know, the distant galaxies beyond ours to, to the drop of water, um, you know, on, on a flower outside of our window, um, there is an intelligence that runs through all of this. Yes, I think that that's such, is that is so important. What a wonderful insight. Thank you for sharing that. And now, um, are, are you take it? Do you take people for readings still, or do, are you not? Taking oh, I do. I do. Um, the vast majority of the readings that I do are by telephone because my clientele is worldwide, and folks say, well, how right. can you do this by phone? Uh, quantum electromagnetic energy travels at the speed of light. <laughs> Just right. like the radio show that you're all listening to now is being beamed to you through a satellite network and energy being converted from auditory to electronic yeah. to microwave to radio wave and then uh, to sound wave energy. So so that is, is quite possible. And if people want to find me and, and where I'm going to be speaking, um, please visit evidenceofeternity.com. It's the name of my last book, Evidence of Eternity. Dot com and can they contact you through that uh, website yes and they can set up uh, a, a reading session um, they can find out what, where I'll be I'm going to be at the unity of Tucson on September 12th and just a few days later at the afterlife research education Institute symposium in Scottsdale yeah which we're, will we're also have be fun. featuring our host Roberta <laughs> Grimes we're gonna have a ball I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been wonderful, Mark. I've loved talking to you, and we're going to have a lot of fun at the symposium, you and I. So, everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm really thrilled you could be with us today because um, I think Mark is an especially wonderful guest, and I love talking to him about this stuff. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, you're nothing in your life 
is going to be the same. It transforms us in a wonderful way. Next week, our guest all the way from Portugal will be Annabella Cardoso. She's a Portuguese diplomat. I've wanted her on for so long. You've got to meet this woman. She's one of the leading experts on electronic communication with those we used to think were dead. And she has a new book just out. It's called Electronic Contact with the Dead. What do the voices tell us? You can't miss this. And this week, we've been sharing time with Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. Mark never ceases to amaze me. He's always got something up his sleeve. And um, I'm amazed he still takes clients. So if you're looking for a terrific medium, you can't possibly do better than Mark. And again, if you'd like to meet him and hear him talk and know more about him, you can, it's not too late. If, if you're, if you're hearing this right away, it's not too late. Come and join us in Scottsdale in September. Uh, go to afterlifestudies.org. Now, as you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The, the Fun of Living Together. You can find them, of course, in bookstores if you're lucky, or, of course, on Amazon, and they're available as audiobooks and in 34 languages worldwide. If you want to talk about any of my books or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through robertagrimes.com. I, I answer every email. It could take a few days now, but I answer every email. Just make sure you give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are on webtalkradio.net, on iTunes, and through the Seek Reality app that people seem to love. You can find it for free on the iTunes store. And, of course, earlier episodes are available from our terrific friends at Dream Vision 7 Radio. If you ever wonder where you can find me, just go to robertagrimes.com and click on the Seek Reality Radio tab. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. <laughs>